It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros wrap up their three-game series with the Tampa Bay Rays. This is the conclusion of a 10-game homestand for the Astros, on which they've gone 8-1 and one so far, including an 8-6 to six win over the Rays yesterday. Alex Bregman, 3-for-4, two doubles, had an RBI. Garrett Cole, 6 and two thirds innings, gave up four runs, struck out 14, as the Astros have won six in a row and nine of their last ten Rays. They've lost four consecutive games. Astros 87-47 and 47 in first in the AL West, ten games ahead of Oakland. The Rays 76-58, and 58, they're second in the AL East, 11 and a half games behind the Yankees, and a game behind the A's for the second wild card spot. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. It's Zach Greinke on the mound for the Astros today. And Greinke, four starts with the Astros, has won all four with an ERA of 2.45. Yeah, he's the, the master at executing pitches. He, he can expose uh, weaknesses, holes in different hitters type swings and things like that. A power change up, a lot of swing and miss on that pitch. Uh, but he's going to put the ball in play for the most part. A lot of ground balls to the left side of the infield. It's going to have to be very active and ready for today's game. But uh, you go come into a game and you got a chance to sweep, you're very happy you have Grinky on the mound. No question. And meanwhile, the Rays going with an opener, Andrew Kittredge, and he's expected to be followed by their bulk pitcher, right-hander Trevor Richards, who's pitched very well. Yeah, and they got him in a trade, and Tampa Bay's done very well when they've gotten guys over in trades. They see something uh, that they feel like they can help. The Astros do that, of course, very well, too. But Richards pitching a little bit better, six scoreless innings against Baltimore in his last game. He was struggling before that, but they saw something in him, and they're trying to get him back on the right track, and they're going to need him down the stretch. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros have done a a really good job against a, a really tough Tampa Bay staff as they came into this series leading the American League in ERA. But I thought one of the big things that the Astros were able to do last night, and it proved to be decisive, getting those add-on runs. We talk about that all the time and how that can be the difference between winning and losing a ball game. And it certainly helped the Astros out last night, getting getting those eight runs, getting some more runs late after taking the lead. That was, you know, and they make adjustments so well. The Astros do first time through the order, maybe a little pull happy, and they just decided... Uh, and rightly so, is to take away the cut fastball from the lefty yesterday and go the other way. And that's what scored them their first three runs. And like you said, uh, that type of approach, that mindset to be willing to adjust as the game goes along to whoever you're facing, uh, got them those add-on runs too. 
Coming up next, we'll hear from A.J. Hinch in the Manager Show presented by Waste Management. And a little later, we'll hear from Astros broadcaster and former Tampa Bay Rays broadcaster Todd Callis. But now this from your local station. Baseball season is back, and if you're at Minute Maid Park, head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind Home Plate for a wide selection of Carbach beers, including Love Street Blonde, Hopadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. Or visit us sometime at the brewery where we're open seven days a week. Learn more at carbachbrewing.com or find us on social media at Carbach Brewing. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks, and I'm with A.J. Hinch before the third game of the series with Tampa and A.J. You guys win another series, and particularly against a really good playoff contention team like the Rays. Feels good, but you got to get greedy today, don't you? Yeah, you do. And, and I think you know we were playing well enough to 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 close this thing out, and we have Granky going on the mound, which is good. But it's um, I'm proud of our guys for being able to to dial it up a little bit in in two different ways. One, we had the the blowout win where we came out and, and it was emotional, but we were very good against Charlie Morton, and then come back yesterday where we fall behind. You know, we're not used to being behind and Garrett Cole starts. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, we come back, we tie the game, we then break through, we lose the lead again, and then and then ultimately have a really big seventh inning. So um, happy with our guys, and, and they understand, you know, how these games are um, are, are important and, and how it, they factor into the playoff situation. see this a lot, but second time through the order, it seems like your players make a lot of good adjustments. Mm-hmm. Altuve started that rally yesterday in the fourth inning opposite field approach and it seemed like a lot of the other guys did the same thing yeah we don't have a lot of history with the east teams we don't play them other than, mm-hmm. than the two series and we didn't seen we haven't seen the the race since opening series of the whole season so um, it looked like we were we were a little bit pull happy early in the in the first time through the order we decided to to concede the cutter that Yarbrough was throwing in there and and go with opposite field approach mm-hmm. and get a couple hits that way Altuve double Gurriel homer um, even later in the game, Aldonado single to right, and Springer bloop single to right, Bregman RBI single to right. It was a it was a much uh, a much better approach for us, or much more successful approach, given that the way they were pitching us. How important is it for you to to know you have Will Harris in your back pocket? He turns thirty five <laughs> yeah. yesterday. He, yeah. I'm not sure if he's pitched better than he has right now. No, this is this is probably arguably been his best year. He had the All Star year early in in our time together, and mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, we joke. He and I joke back and forth. Like when the, when my panic button hits, I call down and say, "Get Will Harris up!" Like, and we were down yesterday when I brought him in. But I felt like if he could if he could get us out of that that issue in the top of the seventh, Garrett Cole had, had gotten a little unlucky in the seventh with the triple, and then yeah. the, and then the, the bounding base hit to left, and and Will comes in and punches a guy out. We take the lead. He goes back out, punches two more guys out. Um, he he's a he is my my safety net, so to speak. Yeah. Whenever I whenever I feel like we have issues, he's really good at getting out of them. Nineteen strikeouts by your pitchers yesterday, and you guys continue to to roll along with it with the punch outs. What's the secret other than just great stuff? You guys mm-hmm. prepare very well. Well, Verlander and Cole. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what I mean, obviously those guys get the most punch outs on our team, but I. Um, I think we do a pretty good job of attacking weaknesses from the very beginning, and, yeah. and certainly elite stuff helps. The the game plan helps. The execution is is the final key. But the 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 way that we we don't chase strikeouts as much as we we attack them as soon as we have the opportunity to. You can't strike a guy out on the first pitch, but mm. 
you have to be able to get into counts, and, and our guys do a good job of finishing at bats once we once we get two strikes on them. Remember the old days when guys would try to hold back a pitch, maybe for the third mm-hmm. time through the order. Uh, Garrett Cole's first four strikeouts yesterday were on four different pitches. Right. Uh, when you guys talk about a game plan and executing, are, are you throwing that stuff out the window? Not out the window, but I think with Garrett, you know, from the get go, we we he's going to attack a game plan and go after weaknesses, and so I. For him, it's a little bit different. There are some guys that they may, you know, we may mix in different game plans for different pitchers. But for the most part, you know, nowadays it, it is attack mode from the very beginning. It, yeah. it, as much as we talk about third time through the order, that doesn't apply to Garrett Cole or Justin Verlander or even Granke. Um, it, it, I mean, obviously I pay attention to what's going on, but it's not as if I'm going to pull them early simply because of a kind of a new age way of thinking third time through the order. Now, other guys... You know Wade Miley or Fromber, or some, you know guys like that. What we I may be a little more aggressive with the pen, but um, more than more than you know, in some ways I think no matter how often you see Garrett Cole's ninety-one mile an hour slider, like it's not going to make you better. <laughs> like right. you're not going to see it yeah. any better. It's a it's that dominant of a pitch. So um, different different approach for different guys. All right, Grinky's made four starts. He's won all four games so far. I want to ask you first of all, what's he like? You know, I haven't I haven't struck up a conversation with him yet. I want. Obviously, a lot of people give him his space, but what's he like? Yeah, he doesn't need as much space as I think people think. Maybe from you, and we all need our space <laughs> yeah. from you. You're, you're kind of a tough, tough guy to really like. But yeah. I, I think the he's he's blended in perfectly here. He loves our information. He loves the banter. He's got two, um, you know, Cy Young caliber starting pitchers to kind of bounce ideas mm-hmm. off of. He's a continuous <clears throat> learner. He's pretty funny. I mean, he's he's very engaging. He's very blunt. I yeah. mean, if he doesn't like something you're doing, he's going to tell you. But his <laughs> his personality is 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 fun to be around, and 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 you know we get to see it behind the scenes with his preparation. His his start day is really interesting for me. I love watching him, um, you know, go through his routine and go through his game plan. He's very approachable on a day like today. He he and I will strike up a conversation five minutes before the game, really? and then he goes and pitches. I mean, that's he's a lot different than the intensity that. That Garrett brings, or or sign of the, the singular focus that Verlander brings. Granky, I think, needs interaction on his start days more than he needs interaction on his non-start days. The funniest thing for me to watch Grinky is the changeup, the separation mm-hmm. and velocity from his fastball is much different for most people. It's usually yeah. eight to ten miles per hour. For him, it's one or two, and sometimes maybe even the same if his his fastball. But it's the movement, right? Yeah, it's a turbo sinker. I mean, it's yeah. more of a sinker. It's a three fingered fastball that has some has some down movement to it. He he really torques it, and 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 guys have funny swings on it. So I I don't think the hitters actually read changeup as much as they read sort of a moving, you know fastball type i mean it's it's 88 to 89 miles an hour his fastball is 90 to 91 miles an hour great it's arm speed great arm speed yeah. great sale he, he will he will miss with it in the right location so um it's a power pitch and we don't talk about granky having a lot of power anymore he doesn't throw 95 like he used to but it is a power it's a power pitch that that, that generates soft contact generates some swing and miss I want to ask you about one of your coaches real quick gary pettis we don't talk about him enough mm-hmm. but uh we see the the windmill uh, he makes a lot of good decisions, doesn't he? He does, and in, 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 you know, it's very similar to relievers. We only talk about relievers when they blow leads, right. and we only talk about third base coaches when they get somebody thrown out. But he's aggressive. You know, he's got the he's got the wisdom of being in the league a long time. He's he has no fear whatsoever, and and you know, he's been he's right a lot. Yeah. You know, I think it's I think our players know that from the very when they're at second base, you got to trust him. You, you, you're going to go, and, yeah. and you got to get a good jump. And, and Gary's going to be pretty aggressive. All right, going for the sweep today. Good luck. Thanks, Marky. Back with more Ash Launch right after this. 
Justin Verlander has one of the most dominant arms in the game. With a commanding curve and an unparalleled fastball, Swing and a miss. every start is history in the making. That gives him 200 strikeouts for the year. In Houston, everybody loves JV Day. On Saturday, September 7th, all fans will receive a Justin Verlander bobblehead presented by Chevron. For tickets, visit astros.com slash promotions. Robert Ford joined by Todd Callis, television voice for the Houston Astros. And, of course, you came here 2017. You know nothing but 100 win seasons. May have a third one. We'll see how it goes. But it's been a great run for the Astros since you've been here. But you were with the Tampa Bay Rays uh, from from the start, right? Yeah, from 1998 all the way through until I got this job in 2017. So 19 seasons of baseball with Tampa Bay. It was a lot of fun. Learned a lot. Had a lot of great relationships that I built over the years. And still, to this day, stay in touch with a lot of the guys in the clubhouse and the the crew that works for the uh, Tampa Bay broadcast as well. How did you wind up? in Tampa Bay, and what was it like being part of a franchise from, from day one, which is an experience most people don't have? Yeah, that was the coolest part about it. I had actually worked in New York with the Mets for a couple of years and then did three seasons in Philadelphia, and I had always wanted to, if, if baseball came to the Tampa Bay region, wanted to get involved if that was possible because uh, when I was a kid, that's where we spent our spring trainings. Dad was working for the Phillies after he was here in Houston, and so all our spring trainings were in Clearwater. Love the area, just love the vibe down there, and I thought if I could make baseball work and still live in that area, that would be a goal of mine. So uh, fortunately it became a reality, did a little bit of radio and TV the first few years, and then just morphed into TV only beyond that. And, of course, there's been a lot of talk, uh, really, it almost seems like since the race started about the whole stadium situation. What are they going to do? And there are reports that they may split between Montreal and, and, and St. Petersburg. And it just seems like it's just kind of this, this never-ending saga. Is, is the, was the, what, what needs to happen for there to be a light at the end of the tunnel? Everybody talks about being on the other side of the bay on the Tampa side, right? I think so. I think if they stay in the area, that's a little more uh, of the area that's more populated. Right. I, all the, the recent growth has gone north of Tampa and away from the water. There's just no more places to build on the water. Unfortunately, as cool a city as St. Petersburg is, yeah. you've got Tampa Bay on the east coast of, of St. Petersburg. You've got the Gulf not too far away on the west coast. And then below you, there's another body of water because Tampa Bay curls around before it separates Sarasota and St. Pete. So uh, there's not a lot of land around there. So there's it takes a while for people to get from the Tampa side of St. Pete. I hope that they find a solution because that's a great area. It deserves to have a baseball team. I know people don't show up at Tropicana Field as much as they should, but their ratings are good and there is a strong interest in that area for baseball. So now you were there 19 years, as you mentioned, uh, doing a lot of pre and post. You get the opportunity here with the Astros. Was, were you, did you get to a point in Tampa where you were thinking, well, you know what, this this may be it, the, that play-by-play job may not happen, at least that, that lead play-by-play job? Yeah, absolutely, because that's a lot of years. And I'd only applied for a couple of things along the way because I was so happy and, and getting so comfortable in that market. And I told my fiancé at the time, now my wife, that when the Astros job came up, this was going to be the last one I applied for. I was getting into my late 40s, about to turn 50, and I just thought, I'm, I'm pretty established here in Tampa Bay. I have a good thing here. We love it here. So if Houston doesn't work out, that was kind of my last hurrah into going for a play-by-play opportunity. I was still getting about 10 to 15 games a year in Tampa right. Bay on the air doing play-by-play. So I still got my fill, even though it wasn't a full season. Fortunately, things worked out here. Um, but, yeah, I w- I was, that definitely crossed my mind that, that I would uh, anchor down in Tampa Bay for a while. 
So one of my favorite calls from you is your call on home runs onto the train tracks, where you say, say if it's Robinson Chirinos, it's number 28, say, you know, train 28, it's left Union Station. How did that develop? It was something that uh, I thought about because I didn't really have a home run call. And, yeah. and I thought about, you know, here we are with a historic landmark that was part of a train station back in the day, Union Station, train tracks, and just kind of all evolved. It was just kind of put it all together. And, you know, it's not fair for the lefties, although I think Jordan Alvarez <laughs> might have a shot. Um, but it's worked out. And, and as you know, being from New York, if it's a single digit, I'll go four train or one train. If it's a, a, a higher number, then I'll go train number 27 or 28. So it, it's worked out. I, I, I do get some good feedback on it, and that's, uh, that's usually a good thing. All right, Todd Callis, Astros television broadcaster. Thanks for joining us. All right, Robert. Thanks for having me. Back with more of Astro Launch right after this. Big drives, dramatic putts, and great fun with friends. Tickets for the 2019 Houston Open are on sale now. Ticket options for this year's event held at the Golf Club of Houston on October 7th through 13th include daily general admission tickets, week-long tickets, and premium ticket packages. Make your plans now to take part in one of the PGA Tour's premier events. Visit HoustonOpenGolf.com to find tickets and all the info on this year's event. Come for the golf. Stay for the party. Welcome back. Let's take a look around Major League Baseball as teams race for the pennant brought to you by Apache, Apache Corp, exploring What's possible? Well, the Dodgers and Yankees tied for the uh, best records in baseball, both of them 87 and 47. Dodgers really lapping the field in the National League West, 19 and a half games ahead of Arizona, and their magic number is down to 10. But you look at last night's game, they were able to beat the Padres in extra innings. Kenley Jansen blowing a save. He is not the same pitcher he was when the Astros saw him back in 2017. And you look at that Dodgers bullpen, and again, when you're 87 and 47, you're doing a lot of things right. Dodgers clearly the best team in the National League, but there definitely have to be some concerns about their bullpen as they think about October. Yeah, they got a month to figure it out. It seems like every team you can point to something, you uh-huh. know, uh, but certainly when it's the, the closer trying to win these games uh, late, that it probably gets uh, kind of. Uh, shined on a little bit more right now, and it's been that problem for Jansen, not just in the last week or so. It's been going on for a little while now. Right. He's lost some velocity, uh, so the cut fastball doesn't have that sudden jerk to it uh, like it had a little earlier on, so he's not able to overpower hitters. That game yesterday was kind of fluky, just a blue pit right. that get, got him in trouble. But uh, uh, Jansen, somebody they're desperately going to need. They, they can't throw away games that they feel like they should win in the postseason. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy if we grind together we can take it back our team and our city this is why we play this is who we do it for take it back for tickets go to astros.com tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS okay picture this It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 